Welcome to the Stabcast. I'm your co-host, uh, Daniel Hummer. I'm here with my sister, Mindy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stabcast. Today we got uh, The Boogeyman. We're going to be doing the movie review for The Boogeyman today. Uh, before we do all that, let's uh, get into some plugs. Make sure to check out the Dirt Sheet Dudes, Box and Smirk, every Wednesday after AEW and uh, Saturday after, uh, well, actually not after anything, just on Saturday for the Hollywood Hangout. Uh, I think they're thinking about changing their name, so I'll let you know what their new name is. But right now, they're the Dirt Sheet Dudes. Check them out. Check out Elite Diplodoc on YouTube for uh, my boy Sean. Uh, he's playing games and sucking ass at it. No, I'm just kidding. He's probably good. But uh, make sure to check out Elite Diplodoc. Make sure to uh, check us out 6.30 p.m. on Friday for Unscripted Wrestling and Saturday for Unscripted Unlimited. And, uh Yeah. Let's get into it, Mindy. All right. So we got a couple of things for news here. Um, one of the number one things I want to talk about is the new Netflix movie called Choose or Die. It's supposed to be really, really good. Right now it is the top two trending in America on Netflix and the top one in the horror category. Mm-hmm. Daniel's looking at me weird because I didn't bring this up at first, but I just remember that I already looked it up. Um, it stars actually Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Okay. And he is doing a voiceover. His voice is just is just heard. But it's basically a video game themed movie, which will be interesting to see because we haven't really seen that played with since Stay Alive. Right. I feel like so it'll be very intriguing and interesting to see. So about that. Absolutely. Also, um, the movie Orphan First Kill prequel. I know I talked about it a while ago. It is. I feel like an idiot, guys. It didn't. It never came out. It, it never came out. It was really? supposed to come out, but it never came out. Okay. So it got switched from theaters to Netflix, guys, and it should be on there in the next couple of months. They think. Right. But Hopefully. there's a big chance that we may never see this movie. So stay with us. Stay tuned. I'll keep you guys updated. Yeah. That's all I can do right now. Is that all we got? Uh, oh, and also go on YouTube and look up the trailer for Halloween Ends. It is finally done. Oh, finally finished. Finally produced. There we go. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this yet or not, but YouTube also has somebody that made a Scream fan film called Scream Legacy. Very good. Jamie Kennedy himself even watched it and said it was really good. So you know it was good. Yeah. Go check that out. Explore. Go check that out. 
And um, yeah, uh, but I would definitely recommend that to any of you, definitely. Okay, sorry guys, we're having technical difficulties. I'm sure you guys hear it's Nickerton and stuff over here. We're we're having technical. All right, the boogeyman. The boogeyman. <clears throat> okay, so when I first saw this movie, I was like, when did this come out? 2005. Okay, so I was 15. Because I didn't watch it in theaters, but I watched it like shortly after it came out. Yeah. So I was 15. And. Pretty much the only reason I even wanted to watch this movie was because it starred one of my crushes from life, which was Matt from Seventh Heaven, Barry Watson. <laughs> I love you. And it's back when he was in his prime. He's really, really good looking. Really good looking guy. So, I mean, that's that was kind of like the entire appeal of this movie. Like, as we were watching it, like we uh, today, we noticed that there are a lot more famous actors in it than I give it credit for. But like I only got it very I don't know. Um I would definitely have to say this falls more in the supernatural category. Yeah. Um supernatural, paranormal. But it's funny because we were going to do the first and the second. Daniel didn't see the second one, well, he didn't have a refresher, I should say. Yeah. But one thing I'd like to say is that the two movies, even though they have the same name, they're vastly different. Very different movies. One stays on a supernatural, paranormal level. The other one stays on a slasher level. Right. So, two, two completely different movies. So, you could watch The Boogeyman without ever having to see the second one. And then you could watch Boogeyman 2 without ever having to see the first one. Right. Very easy. Now, I will have to say the second one is very bloody, very, very gory. So I'm going to go ahead and put up a warning now. If you decide to go out and check the second one, check it out and whatnot, all the power to you. But just to cover our asses, I'm going to put it out here right now. You are sensitive to the following. Darkness. Maggots. Roaches. Cutting. Anorexia. Bulimia. Agoraphobia. Then stay the hell away from this movie because it's going to scare the crap out of you. The second one? Yeah. Yeah, the first one doesn't the have any of that. The first one doesn't have any of that. So you can go ahead and watch the first one. first one has none of that. But the yeah. second one, if you decide to check that guy, check that out. Yeah. We're saving our asses here and putting up a warning. Well, we're not even doing that. But movie, we're not so. even going to review that one. So I just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> Don't come at it. <laughs> but yes, we're going to get into the first one. Um, honestly, it's about this guy. We're going to do the spoiler free. It's about a guy who has a very troubled life. Troubled childhood kind of kind of thing. You think that he doesn't, but when you get to the down nitty gritty of it, he does. Um, father basically goes missing. Mother goes insane. He has to go back to his childhood home after trauma, and shit goes down. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 That's that's our 
that's a short and sweet review of it. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, would you recommend this movie? I would recommend this movie to certain people. Yeah. Um, if I would recommend this movie to somebody who likes movies that are based in the 2000s. Yeah, it felt very 2005 to me. It, it was, absolutely. And um, also someone that really likes jump scares. Yeah. I honestly think you would love this movie. If you like jump scares, because it relies on them. Yeah, it needs them. Uh, it was directed by Stephen K. Uh, Sam uh, Raimi actually produced it. Yes, he did. Who's a very talented director. Very mm-hmm. uh, Watson. The movie was all right. I I didn't like it, to be honest with you. I liked it a lot when I was a kid when we first saw it. It doesn't hold up, guys. It's corny when nah. you go back and watch it. It's corny. It barely holds your attention. Like I said, if you like if you like jump scares, you'll love it. Yeah. But if you're not into jump scares, like we're not, then you're going to get bored. Well, I like jump scares, too. I just thought this is a sh- <clears throat> shitty movie. But uh, there were some things about it that were okay. It was just, this made a lot of money when it first came out. It went, yeah, it just didn't age well. $67 million. Uh, Critics didn't like it either. But I, I, I thought the plot was kind of generic. I, I thought... Uh, I mean, it was just like a handsome guy going through shit. And the whole Boogeyman shit. And, like, the Boogeyman itself looked so fucking bad. The CGI wasn't there yet. Uh, exactly. Like, I didn't remember the creature at all. I don't think yeah. Daniel remembered the creature either. So when we watched it this last time a little bit ago, we're like, what the hell is this thing? Yeah. It just felt like the pacing was very slow. Oh, definite slow burn. Definite slow burn. And also, it tries to do what 1408 did. Yeah. But they failed. 1408 definitely did it better, in my opinion. I agree. It did the suspense a lot better. Yeah. Well, I would say, well, what I meant, though, Daniel, was the jumping. Yeah. Is what I meant. Yeah. The jumping from location to location. Yeah. They, They tried, but I don't think they did it well enough. No, not really. I, I don't think they nailed it. They tried. Yeah. But I don't think it played out well. There were some scenes in it that I thought was really cool. I think the the stuff with him and the kid was pretty cool. Yeah, but it was kind of obvious after a while that she was dead. Yeah. No, it was. But I, I thought some of the conversations they had was interesting enough. Oh, yeah, especially when he's like, count to five. Close your eyes and count to five, and you're scared. And she's like, "Well, what happens at six? And he doesn't have an answer for. Yeah. So I love to say one of the stupidest endings I've ever seen. That is one thing that can stay in the 2000s and die. Please, is the stupid open ending. We don't like them. Yeah. The 2000s can go ahead and have those. Like that's what the two thousand. Well, that's every and movies are still doing that. Because yeah. <laughs> to they, a degree, they really but, want a second one. Well, yeah, I mean, but like we were saying, the second one has nothing to do with that. Really. Yeah. I mean, they bring up the main character in the second one. They bring up Tim Jensen. Yeah. But that's it. He could be in something that brutal. 
But uh, yeah, I thought it was it was okay for what it was. I I didn't find it very scary. We literally just got done watching it, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, I there was some parts of it. I thought the overall aesthetic was okay. Uh, That's creepy. It was creepy enough, but and usually I like that mid two thousands feel. I I just felt like the CGI wasn't quite there yet with the boogeyman. I uh, I thought Tim Jensen. Tim Jensen wasn't like the most relatable best character of all time. What was a better worst 2000 movie, Daniel? This one or Pulse? Yeah, probably, probably Pulse. Oh! I think I like Pulse. Burn! Oh gosh. I don't know if I can answer that one. Pulse. Yeah. Pulse. Yeah, I agree. It, it kept your attention more. To me, the editing in this kind of felt like 13 Ghosts, where it was really fast and a lot of shit going on. Very and, choppy. Yeah. And I don't know if it nailed it. No. Like 13 Ghosts did. Mm-mm. 13 Ghosts, you were kind of glued to the screen, and you were wondering what was going to happen next. With this, like, I, when we say we watched it, we, we like, barely. Like, we watched it, but... It was one of those things we kind of had it on for background noise. Yeah, a bit. Like, in the beginning. Yeah. And then, like, towards, like, the middle, we started to watch it. And then towards the end, we were like, oh, my God, this is really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the plot just was kind of ass cheeks. It, it just didn't really go. To me, it, it's kind of bullshit because it had a cheat with, with the boogeyman and everything. Because that's, like, one of the most scariest fictional characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just based on like lore and stories and shit. So you kind of have a cheat by getting getting that for a movie, and then to not really do anything with it and make it kind of corny. It, it it's kind of it, it it's like fuck you, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like spitting in horror movie lovers' faces, basically. Yeah, because you expect a movie about the boogeyman to be like scary as shit. Yeah. This really. It, it had some jump scares, but as far as actual frights, I didn't see. It wasn't there. It was kind of boring, to be honest. Yeah, like I'm gonna. It was basically like the directors being like, you know what? We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take the scariest urban legend that we can, the boogeyman from Paul Culture, and we're gonna make a movie out of it, and we're gonna barely try. Yeah. That's the way I felt about it. Um, honestly, I feel like if Sam Raimi directed it and didn't, it wasn't just the producer, Might have been a bit I think better. it would have been better. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it made a shit ton of money, so good for the movie. But uh, I, I just, I thought the plot was lacking a bit. And I don't know if there was enough scares throughout the movie. Uh felt like the movie was letting me down in certain avenues. But uh, it, 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 it was... What, what was your top kill? The father. The father of the beginning. In the beginning. That was really cool. I like the one dude that he duct taped and put into a room. That was hitting him with the nail gun. That was uh, dad. Not dad, his uncle. Yeah. He kept shooting him with the nail gun. He hit Tim on accident. Mm-hmm. That was really good. He was all duct taped and shit. Yeah, that was really, that was good. That was really good. But uh, overall, would you, uh, is there anything else you want to get into into this movie, Mindy? I mean, I mean, 
The one thing I'll say about this is it will be a really good starter movie for your, your kids. Yeah. For children that really want to get scary. into it. Yeah. Because it's really not that scary. Yeah, I watched it when I was a youth and I turned off. So I would say, yeah, Daniel watched this when he was about seven. Yeah. So, like, it's definitely, I want to go ahead and say it's age appropriate. But I would definitely say that if your kid's into creepy stuff and they want to watch a scary movie and you want to kind of test the waters to see where they're at, try this one. Yeah. Because if they get really scared, then you know they're not ready. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only thing I'll say about this. Is it's, it's a really good trainer wheel starter for a movie. I know we're not talking about the second or the third one, but do you think that this could, should be rebooted or anything? With like a Blumhouse thing or something? I don't know. That's the thing. I I I don't know. I can't. I cannot totally say if I would want that or not. Okay. I really I don't know because back then, back in the two thousands. When you did, um, back in the 2000s, when you did have the, it was basically the Revenge of the Remakes. Right. Basically. And the Revenge of the Sequels. So, they could have had a sequel. Well, they did have a sequel. And they could have a remake. But do I think it would be relevant now? No. Not okay. at all. I think they would have to completely remake it. Yeah. From head to toe. They want to be able to keep anything from the original. That's the only way I see it working. I'm going to go ahead and just say that I'm just going to go ahead and give this movie like three. Three, uh, three boogies. <laughs> three boogies. I give this a three as well. I thought this was dog shit. I, I thought it could be a lot better. Uh, this is one of the it upset me. Yeah, I mean, I liked it a lot when I was a youth. It's one of those things that disappointed you going back and watching it, but that's okay. Uh, what are we doing next week, Mindy? All right, so next week, guys, if you guys follow the Tic Tac, then you all know that I have a new obsession, and it is called There is Someone Inside of Your House. And... That is on Netflix. It's a brand new movie that Netflix came out with. Yes. Great, great, great movie, guys. Great, great, great. Great, great, great. Like, classic whodunit. Right. Like, they, it's like the directors really like Scream, so they decided to go ahead and do that kind of concept, that kind of movie. But switch it up, do a little bit more of a twist to it, and have completely different characters. Right. So, um, I'm excited about it, and I'm excited to have Daniel watch it. I'm excited, too. I'm going to watch it this week, and I can't wait to do it. You got anything else for the people, Mindy? This is kind of a shorter one. Yeah, guys, sorry. This is a shorter one. We'll make sure to talk about the second and third boogeyman at some point. Yeah. And uh, 
we will see everybody next week on the Stabcast. Bye, guys. Oh, yeah, guys. The contest for Hootie Who is still going. I'm not going with Oogly Boogly. Whoever decided to go out and put that, no. No. I'm not trying to sound like a dirt dirt. No Oogly Boogly. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Play Hootie Who, guys. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.